I was, I was in my, 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 in my little spot to pray, and I, I started praying, and I started understanding a little bit about what do I have in Jesus. Uh, many Christians, and I saw it for years, and probably you did too, they don't seem to have victory because they never enjoy the presence of God's peace. Come on, somebody. They never enjoy the peace of his salvation. They don't, they, they don't have the, jo- the joy of a fulfilled Christian life. I was guilty, okay? I'm not preaching just to you. I'm preaching to myself. And the first establishment for that is establish the right faith. What does that mean? That means establish your faith in Jesus Christ and what he did at Calvary. Everything was paid for at the cross. Oh, come on, somebody. Everything you, you enjoy as a believer, joy. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. Peace, security, hope, love was fulfilled at the cross. I want to show you something this morning, and I hope you give me a little few minutes. I'm not going to be that long, praise God. I know Chucky's getting old. I can't stay up here that long. <laughs> Listen, somebody said, how old are you, Lenny? I'm older than my birthday. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's get serious. <laughs> My wife says a lot, you're just not serious all the time. You just don't, you didn't, well, hey. I see a lot of serious people, they're all depressed on, on, on all kind of drugs and all kind of fun, trying to find some joy somewhere. <laughs> but in, in Jesus, there's joy forevermore, amen? How many believe that? Praise God. I want to ask you a question this morning, and this is just a simple question, and, and, and I want you to think about it all through the service. Are you free this morning? What does that mean? Are you free? Are you free in Christ? Are you free to worship him? Come on, somebody. Are you free to love him? Are you free from your sins and the bondage of darkness? Does the world bound you up? Are you you half and half? Are you partly in the world and partly with God? That's maybe why you're miserable. And I don't mean to be hard. I had, I, myself, I had to learn that I have promises in this book. See, when the world's messed up, Ray, but it don't have to be my world. This is where you choose to live. Uh-oh. <laughs> Y'all looking at me strange. <laughs> it's where you choose to live. If you choose to live in darkness, you'll be miserable with the rest of the world. But if you choose to live in light, <laughs> there's enlightenment, there's peace. Oh, man, I feel the presence. There's hope. There's, there's excitement, man. I am not depressed about who's president anymore. <laughs> Come on, somebody. Because I voted for somebody 30-something years ago, and I ain't never lost my vote yet. He's still on the throne. He's still king of kings and lords of lords. He's sitting on the right hand of God the Father. He's interceding for me. Hey, I get excited. Why am I all messed up with the world that we got today? The world's messed up. It don't have to be my world. I don't have to put myself in that mess. 
Well, Brother Lenny, you got to get your hand out to say, you got to face. Yeah, I know the world is messed up, and I know I got to live in it, but I don't have to be part of it. When the world, listen, I've seen more Christians probably on, on <laughs> anti-depression because Trump didn't win the election. I like Trump. I voted for him, but that's not the reason why I'm saying that. Now the world's going to hand in hand. Do you know Trump didn't die on the cross? <laughs> Do you know Trump didn't sanctify you and give you the peace of the Holy Spirit? Do you know that? Yep. Jesus did that. There ain't nobody going to take him out of his spot. <laughs> He's on the throne with God the Father. He's sitting on the right hand of the Lord. He's the one making intercession for you. He's the one interceding for you. He's the one who brings joy and peace. Are you free this morning? <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know what free means. Free means you're not bound by sin. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Come on. Sin is not your ruler. Listen, I am not saying I'm perfect, but when I be, become born again, I became a saint of God. I became sinless. I don't mean I was sinless, but I'm not a sinner no more. Sinless. That's the word I want. But I don't have the title as a sinner no more. Listen, many Christians say, oh, we are all sinners. Then you're not saved. Now, wait, let me finish before you start throwing stones at me. Because <laughs> I'm trying to explain something. When I was set free, I was set free. My, listen, I, listen, if I say I have no sin, I lie. And the truth's not in me. Because this had never got saved yet. Come on, somebody. This flesh is not born. It, it fights God every day. That's why the Bible says we to crucify the flesh. To kill it. But to say I'm a sinner. God, Jesus came to save sinners. From what? So they can still be sinners? There's something known as a bride. Turn over to Romans real quick, chapter 6. Listen, if you ever want to do a study in the Bible, go to Romans 6, 7, and 8. That's some of the most powerful scriptures in the Bible. It deals with law and grace. It deals with, you see, you can't be bound by the law and claim to be saved and be, still be bound to Christ. The law is good. The law is just. If you're living in sin today, you're out of God's will. And therefore, if you don't repent of it, you can end up in hell. Because the law represents God's character. It represents holiness, which is good and just. But to ask, the law, ask the law when you're depressed to put its arm around you and comfort you. What was the law set up? To expose sin. That's what the law was there for. Paul said, I have not known sin unless the law said thou shalt not covet. So I, I didn't know. Before, before the law came, I didn't know what sin was, right? The law came to expose sin in my life. Now, I'm not telling you I'm perfect. Don't get, don't get, don't, don't get me wrong. I still have a flesh. I fail. I sin sometimes. Okay? 
but I have no desire to sin. See, there's a sinner that likes to sin. These are sinners. They want to sin. That's who they are. But for you that are born again, when you sin, you have an advocate, the Bible says, with the Father. That you can go to the Father and through Jesus Christ and ask forgiveness. An advocate is like a lawyer. See, Jesus is pleading your cause. See, the world don't have that. See, Jesus is not pleading the cause for the world. He's pleading the cause for the church. Because the world don't want him. Does that make sense to you? The Bible is very clear that whoever you yield your member service to obey, to him it is to whom you obey. Whether sin unto death or obedience unto righteousness. You have to make a choice this morning. Either I'm going to serve Jesus or I'm going to serve the world. I'm going to serve righteousness or I'm going to serve sin. You can't be on both sides. See? You can't hold half to this and half to The Bible is very clear. Jesus said you can't eat at the Lord's table and the devil's table at the same time. That's strong preaching, but it's true. Come on. Paul made it clear that it says you can't be of idolatry when he says in 1 Corinthians, be not under your eagerly yoke together with unbelievers. Because what fellowship have light with darkness? You can't eat in dark and eat in light at the same time. You have to be on one side or the other. Come on, somebody. You can be bound up by sin or you can be free through righteousness. And I'm going to show you that in the scriptures. I didn't make that up. Years ago, when I was pastoring, I was about 30-something years old in Hannes. They put a tent up on the levee. I love to preach on that tent. So I got my chance to okay? <laughs> And look, I was strutting my stuff, brother. I was preaching my little heart out. And this is the same basic principle that I said, you are not a sinner if you're born again. Sinners sin because they're sinners. But if you're in sin today, you need to get born again. When I got saved 30-something years ago, I didn't become perfect. <laughs> and I'm not justifying the sin I did commit. But I, something inside tells me, you better get it right, boy. Something inside the conviction said, you better change your heart. You better not go for it that way. Said, repent of it. Stop now. Don't go any further. How many of you had that happen to you? Don't, don't go. That word says stop, not hop. Come on. Means God's giving you a warning. There's traffic coming, Ray, and you don't have the right of way. If you run that stop sign, you're going you to get hit. Mm. I'm, sound, I'm starting to sound like that old black man. Mm, Lord, I'm shaking some leaves. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Mm. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> All right. Genesis doing ball ball. All right. So if we're not on the, the law and the grace, then we can sin all we want. No. <laughs> the Bible says, I think I'm going to say in, in, in Proverbs chapter 11, a false balance is an abomination to God. A balance is something you would use when they would weigh out gold. You ever seen them use them little get balances? And <clears throat> if, if the man would tip it one way or the other, somebody was doing something wrong. Sometimes they tip the scale to get a better weight so they can get more money. Let's take the love gospel. I'm all for the love of God. Don't get me wrong. 
But sometimes they have it up there and they tip it in all to love, 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 and then the scale does this. Then somebody goes around and says, it's all God's judgment, 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 and it goes this way. There's a balance between the love of God and the judgment of God. I'll be honest with you, I find in my Bible, there are things God hates. God hates a lying tongue. My Lord, I'm preaching a poetry. God hates a proud look. God hates he that so discord among his brethren. Come on. God hates hands that shed us in the blood. Don't ever think abortion is okay. It's murder. What's more innocent than a baby? Somebody's going to stand before the Almighty one day with gnashing, with gnashing on their teeth because of the judgment upon what the murder they committed. I was sitting in the hospital. hospital. I went to take a physical or something. And had a lady there, she was complaining about the guns. I said, ma'am, gun ain't never shot anybody. People shoot people. Gun don't get up one day and walk out of the house and say, I've decided to shoot this person by itself. Somebody pulled the trigger. The murderer is the one that pulled the trigger. Come on, somebody. I have a few guns in my house. I never shot anybody with it. And it never left by itself and went shoot somebody. People kill people, murder people. God hates it. Verse 1 of chapter 6. Whenever you get a chance, when you're on time, try to read through chapter 6 and 7 and 8. There is a balance. Paul hits some stuff there that's, oh, man. If you're all grace, 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 and no law, you get mad. If you're all law, 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 and no grace, you get angry. There's a place. For the law in the church. If I sit up and say we're not going to preach against sin no more. Throw me out. Because I am out of God's will. Sin separates men and God. Can we have a church without no law? No we can't. Because law tells you what sin is. Okay. If we have everybody living in adultery, sleeping with each other's wives and husbands, and, and, and we have homosexuals and, and perverts all over the ch- church, and nobody says nothing, you know what's going to happen? You're going to have a dead church. Because sin's going to come in and destroy it. All right? But today, as powerful as the law is, and it's holy and it's just, God made another covenant with us. In the covenant of the cross. I'll be honest with you. As much as I try, sometime during the week I have evil thoughts. Come on. I think bad about something or somebody. The most holiest man that walks this earth, that can preach this gospel, he'll lie if he says he didn't have an evil thought this week. Because there's a war taking place. Because the law of the mind which wants to serve God is battling the law of the flesh. Which don't want. <laughs> Paul made it very clear when he said, and he said, he said, that those things that I would do that I don't do. The things I ought to do for God, I end up not doing. And the things that I, 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 I ought to do, I don't do. Make sense? Other words, what I do, I shouldn't do. But I do them anyhow. And what I shouldn't do, that I do. <laughs> It's kind of like my mama said one time, you know, they got retarded people and they got people that act retarded, but the retarded more retarded than the retarded. 
<laughs> it's kind of, <laughs> come on. <laughs> but it's, it's almost like <laughs> we're not constantly, we're not understanding that battle between darkness and light. The law tells you what sin is. And grace tells you how you can get rid of it. Come on, somebody. I'm not going to be long this morning. But <laughs> listen, but I believe that's, that's the Lord. I've, I'm going to show you in the scriptures. Paul makes it very clear. Verse 1. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? What it says? God forbid or certainly not. Paul is making it very clear. You can't live in both of them. All right? You can't live in grace and live in sin. Don't say because you're covered by grace you don't have to, you know, you, you can sin all you want. That's not true. Matter of fact, it's, it's mostly what our Baptist brothers believe when they talk about one save, always save. I'm going to tell you a little story. There was this man, he went to this barber shop. And he had a haircut and a shave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and the man said, man, you don't let my wife shave you. Once shaved, always shave with her. <laughs> okay, wake up. <laughs> She's good. <laughs> Won't shave, always shave. No. Anyway. <laughs> Thought I threw it at you. Anyway, you can't live in sin outside of Christ. The law is not salvation. Come on, somebody. I had one brother tell me one time, he said, the law is life. But if I go read chapter 7, the law is death. What does the law do? It kills you. It judges you. You're without excuse with the law. So to be free from that, you have to come into a new part of your life with the Lord. You have to say, God, I'm, I'm, I can't live this law. I, I mean, I mess up every week. If I had to go by that, I would never make it. So I have to go by what Jesus taught. Shall we, what shall we say? We, shall, shall we say then, shall we continue in sin? That grace may abound, certainly not, or God forbid. How shall we that's dead or died to sin live any longer in it? How many of you are Christians in here? I believe just about all y'all. Do you know you're dead to sin? When you got born again, sin died. But this is still, what you call it? Flesh. This thing hates God. It don't want to pray. It don't want to read its Bible. It don't want to go to church. It don't want to do none of that stuff. It fights the will of God. So the, the, Paul says it right here. Let me show you something. Uh, verse 5. And I'm going to just read. Uh, knowing this. No, verse 6. I'm sorry. Knowing this that the old man is what? Crucified. In Romans chapter 5 verse 6. I'm in mean, chapter 6 verse 5. Verse 6, I'm sorry. <laughs> Verse 6. Knowing that the old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might what? Be destroyed or done away with. Now, if you listen to modern day preachers, there's no victory over sin. You just assume, you know, we won't even mention it. We don't want you to be sin conscious. It still don't take it away. When I died and I gave my life to Jesus... I became a new person. 
old things. It took me a while to grab a hold of this, y'all. Listen to me. But 30-something years ago, I died. And I'm not alive anymore. The old man is not there. I had to crucify that old man. I had to make some decisions. I'm not going to be that same person anymore. Jesus promised me eternal life. He promised me that that he'd save me. I died. So if you want to accuse me of my past, you can go check 30-something somewhere in in Portage. I remember back there by the Texaco landing. My brothers baptized me and buried me there. I should have left a marker so you can find me. I'm dead. I died. I became a new person. This is the only religion in the world that gives you a brand new start. See, Islam doesn't promise you eternal life. You know, Buddha and, and all these different religions, Harry, Harry, Krishna, they, all, these, you know, all these, these religions, they never promise you eternal life. St- if you study there, and I haven't, but I heard people that have, you can't find redemption in these, these religions. There's no hope of eternal life. And I don't want to hold, put my whole hope in something that they can't even redeem themselves. The religion is, 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 is false. It's, it's, it's anti-God. Jesus is the only one that offers eternal life. Go find Buddha's tomb. It's still, he's still in his tomb. They have shrines to Muhammad, the same thing. But go look for Jesus' tomb. He ain't there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> He's risen to give a testimony to who he was, the King of kings and Lord of lords and the Redeemer of mankind. I've been made free because of what he did at Calvary. Oh, my Lord, I hope you're listening to me. I've been made free. I'm not bound by the law anymore. The law is written on my heart. Let me ask you, any got a conscience in here? Every man, even lost to save, they'll tell you, something inside tells me that ain't right. Come on. God wrote the law on men's hearts. Having never heard a, 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 a Bible sermon, you can go talk to some people. Do you think murder is wrong? Oh, yeah. Why? My conscience tells me it's wrong. Well, who told you that? I don't know. It's just something I believe. Because God wrote it on his heart. Man is without excuse. Oh, man, I tell you, I tell you praise God. Men are without excuse. Because God gives them. The Bible says a man can secure his conscience like with a hot iron. They can lie and deceive and, make, and just turn their conscience off if that's what they want to do. But they'll go to hell. God put that conscience there with Adam and Eve. Don't you think Adam thought when Eve and him was at the, the tree? Some ain't right. But because my wife said it. Come on. Listen, I'm not knocking wives, but I'm I'm saying that the time is. (laughs) I was saying that Eve ate Adam out of house and home. But the the thing is, they had a conscience in them. They, They knew God said. You get where I'm coming from? God said, don't eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For the day you eat it, you're going to die. How many of those that didn't die physically, but spiritually were separated from God? God put that in every man to be, be a guide. 
A guide to show men what is right and what is wrong. Hallelujah. But you know, men tried to live by their conscience. But even that couldn't save them. Men tried to live by their own feelings. I had a sign I met up with, uh, a sign in Walmart. You know, they sell little signs, little picture signs, whatever. And on one of them it said, uh, do whatever your hearts desire. Oh, suppose I desire to kill somebody. Suppose I decide to rob a bank. Suppose I decide to commit adultery. Oh, oh, it sounds so good. Follow your heart. That was the book. That was, that's what it said. I'm sorry. But it's the same thing. Follow your heart. Well, first of all, is your heart right? <laughs> Come on, somebody. I'm preaching better than y'all listening. <laughs> is your heart right? Listen, sometimes I get mad and I don't want to follow my heart. Mm-mm-mm. No, no, no. But I need to be calm. I need to be cool. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Just slow down. Show some etiquette. I ain't going to eat no cat and me, brother. Uh-uh. <laughs> I got that from Stymie, from the little rascal. They said, you, we, we must learn etiquette. Stymie said, oh, brother, I ain't no cat. <laughs> All right. Oh. My question to you, are you free this morning? I ain't going to keep you too much longer. Seriously, I can go on. And I know you're getting hungry. <laughs> but it says here. The old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed or done away with, that we should no longer be a slave to sin. Listen, I watch people, you know, not in a judgmental way. Seriously, I, I watch people when they can't stop doing something. How I many of you been around people like that? It says, I try to stop drinking, but I can't. I try to stop lying, but I can't. I try to stop doing these things, but it, because you're a slave to it. Now, listen, Christians wrestle with stuff. I'm not here to point fingers, okay? Seriously, I, I'm not. But if something is bounding you up, it's governing your life. It's controlling you. It's telling you what to do. Now, some people, I know some sincere people, they're working on their faith. They, they're still wrestling stuff. It takes a little while sometimes. They're praying, asking God. I mean, that I can understand, okay? But to just to sit there and let it control your life, whatever the problem is or whatever the thing is, it's sin. Why? God has given you the power over that. Why? Do you still yield to the temptations? Why do you still do the things you're not supposed to do? Something is bounding you up. Something is controlling your life. But the Bible is clear. If we put that thing under, under Jesus and put it at the cross, we, we can win this. Because it's not in my power. I can't. Listen, I've been Christian, Christian for 30 some years. You know what? I still have bad days. Well, I'm not standing up here and saying, 
I got the victory over everything, but I got the victory over a lot. I'm not where I want to be, but I'm not where I was. Because I realized between me and heaven, there's a devil. And don't yet appear what we're going to be, the Bible says, but when he comes, we're going to be like him. Come on. We, we, we're going to walk this walk, and along that walk, there's going to be temptation. See, Satan wants to get you back under the, the law. He wants to get you back under sin, the bondage of sin. He wants to, listen, if he can make you believe that you're just a sinner, and you're going to sin no matter what, he's got you. He's, he's, got, he's got you under the, his law. I mean, not his law, but he's got you under control. Sin is what controls you. The law of God is holy and just. That's God's law. God's law is right. The Ten Commandments are not ten opinions, like I said the other day. That's ten commandments. That's still God's way. But there's no salvation in the Ten Commandments. Oh, if I just do this and then God accept me in there. If I don't sleep with another woman or another man, if I don't, if I don't do all of this stuff, then God, that is not going to save you. You got the power to overcome that. <laughs> See? You might not be doing it physically, but in your mind you might be. Jesus said, if you look at a woman to lust after her, you commit adultery already in your heart. So, so the whole aspect is about what's in the heart. If we can't overcome it now, in the physical, anybody can stop. I've seen people, there's people in the world stop drinking, stop smoking, stop lying. But they still have the desire to bound by it. They can go back to it any time. There's no freedom. They, you know, they tell you in, uh, what's that, uh, Alcohol Anonymous, you're never going to not be an alcoholic. You're never going to not be. You see, you're always going to have that problem. Because it's a, it's a disease. It's a sin. See, I told somebody the other day, I said, you, unless you call what's sin, sin, You'll never overcome it. So I can't overcome it for you. I can't go there and take it out of your hands. You're going to go get another, another pack or another, uh, another six pack. or You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna go right back to it. I feel the presence of God. I know how to defeat racism in America. Change the heart. Listen, if God would make everybody white, you think that would stop racism? No. Because it would be, oh, my family's better than your family, and my state's better than yours, and the, 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 this is that, and it would be all something else. Yep. See, God is colorblind. He don't see whites and blacks. He sees souls. He sees souls that he loves. He wants to save. Just because everybody's the same color, that won't make it stop. Because it's going to be something else. Because the pride of man's heart is there. You see that racial stuff? That's just about pride. <laughs> see, it's not about color. I know people on the internet listening to us right now, and they might get mad at me, but it's not about color. We divide it because somebody has a different tone of skin than you? How stupid. Because somebody has darker skin than you? Or lighter skin than you? It's not about color. It's not, it's not about none of that. They don't want to tell the truth. It's about what's in men's hearts. Hate, pride, and desire to control. I don't want that. I don't know about you, but I, I, listen, I, listen, I go in the stores, and if I see a, a black person, I open the door for them. Bless the, I, I want to show them that it's not what the world is portraying it to be. 
I've went to church with people of different race, hugged them, loved them, ate with them. It's not about that. It's about hate and pride. And we're pushing money to try to correct the problem, and it's not even that. Paint everybody blue and everybody be happy. Come on, somebody. We could be the Smurf Nation. Come on. No, it's not about race. It's not about skin. It's about the heart. Paul made it clear right here. I'm not going to be much longer, I promise. I think. (laughs) That same verse, verse 7, same chapter. Somebody read it for me. Jane, read it for me. Verse 7 of chapter 6, Romans. Oh, stop. <laughs> Did I just tell you I died? <laughs> are you dead? <laughs> Not talking about looking dead. I mean, are you dead? <laughs> he says, he that is dead is free from sin. That's not physically. I'm talking about a spiritual. Did you have a spiritual death in your life? Yep. Amen. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm free, man. <laughs> I ain't bound by the devil's lies anymore. I ain't bound by condemnation anymore. I'm not going to be bound by guilt and unforgiveness and bitterness anymore. That's the devil's trap. So many Christians are are, are bitter, full of hate, divided. Don't worry about bringing the the lost into the church. You better save the saved. (laughs) Because the, the people of God are all, they, they, they listen to the Joel Osteen's uh, and, and the Kenneth Copeland's and all these people. That all they talk about is, is money, 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 uh, calling themselves little gods and everything else. They're not little gods. They're lost. Amen. If they don't know Jesus Christ. If they're lost, if they're preaching a gospel other than what Jesus preached. And I can show you a lot of places they are. They're not preaching the gospel Jesus preached. They're not. They're preaching a prosperity gospel with all of them getting filthy rich. They're going to face God for that. And they're going to die and go to hell if they don't repent of it. They're bound by their own lust. Their own desire for material things, for money, for things. It's called lust. You are freed from sin if you've died. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. You got to die to live. Amen? Amen. Bible says this. You got to put the seed in the ground. It's got to die before it produces. Come on. I said it the other day, and I'm going to say it again. I caught this, and it never dawned on me. You put a seed in the ground, it's going to stay dormant until water and sunlight hits it. Many Christians hadn't grown one inch in 50 years because they don't water the seed. And I'm not talking about giving money. I'm talking about the spiritual seed in your heart. They don't let the oh my God, they don't let the sun of God shine on that seed. And they refuse to put the Holy Spirit, which is, represents water, on it. They're just, glad where, they're just glad of sitting where they're at. They're not, they're not, they, don't, they don't want to understand that growing is 
your responsibility. You have to have water and, and, and sunlight for you to grow. Verse 11. And I'm kind of going down, but let me read verse 11. Likewise, you, us, remember? <laughs> that ain't a word. <laughs> us is in it. You don't look in the dictionary and find us. Is there no us is in the Bible. But that's that the Cajun version. Cajun interpretation. Cajun Western's dictionary. You can find us's. Us's. You. Likewise, you also reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin. Listen, that's not because they sudden when they say reckon. I reckon. You better know that you've been set free. You have to reckon yourself. You have to know that you've been forgiven. Reckon yourself to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now, <laughs> I didn't write this. No. <laughs> you have to die before you can be alive to God. I can preach that. man. Oh, I'm not going to get started on it. But, but man, I tell you what, I had to die before I could be alive to God. I got to die to who I am. I'm not talking about, listen, people say, well, I got to forsake all the world. Listen, I like to go fishing. I don't go much, but that's not what God's talking about. That's not the world he's talking about. He's talking about the society, the system, the thing that's killing you. That's what he's talking about. You have to be dead to that. Listen, I've been turning more TV off than I've been in my whole life. I can't stand it anymore. I'm just... Oh, man, every time you, you turn around, I got sick the other day. I was watching some cultured thing, and they had some ladies up there. Man, they're, 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 I don't know what they were wearing. They just soon be naked. And where, where children are watching it. And then they're swinging everything. Man, everything's flying, man. I said, my God, what is that going to do to a young man like RJ's mind if he sits there and watches it? Or, or, or even us. A little baby, maybe five, six years old, sitting in front of TV watching these ladies swing everything they got on their body. So disgusting, but that's the culture. That's what society is like. We're free now. We're free to live in sin. No, you're not free to live in sin. Well, the world can have it because they're not responsible to God or anybody else. They're just doing their own thing. When you were in the world, you, hadn't, you didn't have to keep God's law. Listen to me. People say, that's not, I can read you right here. Where Paul says it like this. He says, when you were lost or in the world, you wasn't responsible to keep God's command. Now you're born again. You become on a new master. Then you're to obey the Lord. He says, I reckon yourself to be dead to this world, sin, but alive to God. Therefore, let not sin reign. In your mortal body. What's that mean? This is your mortal body. This right here. That's your mortal body. How can I have victory over this? Listen, I am still crucifying my flesh 30 some years later. And I'm still fighting the enemy. This and this is not born again. Somebody put this is not born again. Put your hand up. This is not born again. That flesh hates God. It wants to do everything. It don't want to, don't want to do nothing God wants it to do. But when you tell the flesh, the spirit controls my life. Therefore, I'm going to pray. I'm going to read my Bible. Listen, I have a little exercise bike at my house. And that flesh don't want to get on it. <laughs> Look, I, listen, seriously. 
Especially at night. I, I worked all day. My, my body's drained. And I said, oh, Lord. <laughs> I do better in the morning. Because <laughs> if I can go pray a little while and come back, then I'm, I'm generated, man. I, I got some pep. But it's not easy. But you know what? I, I put my phone up. I have, I read, I'll put it up there and, and I read my Bible. I'm saying in the morning it's easy because, and, and I'll go through the, the, the scriptures and, and the verses and before I know it, I'm finished. But if I sit there and watch the clock, one minute, that's it. I feel like I've been in here two hours. But it, it's much better if I have the word of God. And I find it's, it's reading, I'm just reading, I'm just listening, and I'm, and, and I'm paddling, and I'm going at it. Before I know it, I'm finished. Because you know how I know? My body tells me. Sweat's coming out, and my legs are burning, and <laughs> something is happening. <laughs> you got to make things happen sometimes. I have no desire to pray. We get it born again. You need to renew your life. You need to renew your life with Christ. Well, I'm preaching, huh? I don't, I mean, I, I don't want to read the Bible all the time. What's it, 15 minutes in the morning? What's that? Huh? You can sit in front of a football game for three hours, hollow off your lungs. <laughs> After some dummies carrying a, a pig's bladder from one end of the field to the other. And they're all crying, why they're not making enough money? They make millions of dollars. <laughs> I wish I could make it like that. <laughs> I don't care how much you beat me up. Give me a million dollars. I'll run across. Let them climb on top of me. Oh, chicken. I'll get up. <laughs> what? <laughs> what profit is in that? My Lord. <laughs> okay. I'll... Somebody say, shut up, brother. <laughs> Verse 14, okay. And I'm just finishing. I'm going to finish up. I'm going to stinky stuff. <laughs> Hallelujah. For sin shall not have dominion or control or power over your life. I'll preach, man. The Holy Spirit spoke this to Paul. If you have a problem stopping sinning, you're probably trying to do it in your own. Forget it. It won't happen. But if you trust in the power of the Holy Spirit, say, God, I can't do this by myself. I need your power. I need your presence. I need your f- the faith that you've given me to work. Listen, I've overcome a lot of things. Listen, I'm ashamed of my past. Seriously. I've been serving the Lord most of my life. Seriously. And uh, I started, you know, when I was young, sitting where you bet's at right now. I remember coming to church with Pop, Mr. Nguyen, and I was 12 years old. I remember that so well. And the preacher asked if somebody needs the Lord. I was just stupid enough to believe they were telling me the truth. <laughs> what they were. <laughs> I remember getting up and confessing my sins before God. I remember asking the Lord to come. And I couldn't quote a Bible verse to save my life, but something happened. I knew I was going to heaven. Something inside of me was telling me, I'm going to make it with Jesus. Of course, I ended up backslidden. But I came back. Me and Janice came 
to church here and we served here and gave our lives to the Lord. She had done it before me, but I came my life to Christ and, and did, I, did I have victory every, every time? No. But I'm going to heaven. Now I know more than ever that my soul is redeemed and my, my faith is sealed in heaven. If I serve the Lord, Turkey, with, with my, all my heart, if I follow him, I'm going to heaven. Not because the preacher said it. Not because the church said it. Because Jesus said it. Sin shall not have dominion over you, for you are not under the law, but under grace. Stand up a minute, praise God. I tell you what, I could preach all day on this, but it's just so much, man. It's just... You have a... And I saw it. Seriously, I saw preachers fall into adultery, backsliding on God. Preachers, man, people I used to admire, eh? I thought they had the fire of God in them. I thought they were the strongest things that ever preached the gospel. End up leaving their wives, marrying somebody else, probably married two, three times. People that would shout, man. I mean, they'd preach the veins would come out of their neck. I don't want to be one of them. But I know it's not going to happen if I hold to this one thing. I am under the grace of God. And my sins have been forgiven. As far as the east is from the west. I would have read that for you this morning, but I didn't get to it. My sins are separated from me. Why do I still feel like I want to do some bad things? Because you still, this is still present. There are things right now you know in your life, it's, it needs to be dealt with with God. It's sin. And it's bothering you. It's eating at your heart. God, how can I stop? And you go and you try to stop and you go right back to it again. But you know why? Because you're doing it under your own power. You're trying to if, defeat it under your own willpower. You can't do it. But if you say, God, I'm, I'm surrendering my life to you. I'm, I want victory over this. I can't do it. Watch the Holy Spirit come. Because I know I'm a testimony to it. I'm a testimony to, even as a Christian, I had unforgiveness in my heart. But God freed me. <laughs> I, really, I don't have no animosity toward anybody today. And that's just me, okay? I'm not lying to you. My wife, I told my wife that. I said, unforgiveness? No way. I feel free, 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 free. I'm free to serve the Lord. I'm not, before I came back here, I had to do that. Before I can be affected in this church. Because I can't preach God's forgiveness if I'm not going to forgive. Uh-oh. I can't preach holiness if I'm not going to live in holiness. Lying will still take you to hell. Adultery will still take you to hell. Idolatry will still take you to hell. But you can step on God's side. And the law is good and holy. I'm not knocking the law. You need, you need the Ten Commandments. <laughs> but again, it's, it's a schoolmaster. It's bringing you to Jesus and showing you what sin is, okay? How many have not defeated something in your life? And don't lie. I, mean, well, I, mean, if you had, I, I still got things I'm wrestling right, right now. And you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win. Because I'm finding myself growing stronger and stronger because I've placed my faith completely in Jesus. I'm not looking for a psychologist to solve my problems. I'm not looking for a preacher to solve them. I'll make a decision in my heart. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this right with God. I know what the answer is. If you confess your sins, 
He's faithful and just to forgive you of all your sins. Some of them, right? All your sins. And to cleanse you from all. Listen, if you're born again, if you've done that, you're cleansed. Don't let your sins bury you down and weigh you down anymore because it's not there. God has forgave, forgave you. But I still feel like I have to deal with it. He never said, see, tribulation will come, the Bible says. Trials will come. Tests will come. That old sin's going to want to pop its ugly head up. But you still, this ain't, this ain't never died. I said it over. That's not crucial. This is, this is still alive, that flesh. We need to know that. He's given you the tool to defeat the flesh. And you know what? You'll be fighting this till Jesus comes back. So don't get discouraged if you don't overcome it all at once. One brother told me one time, he said, Brother Lenny, when you bring a horse to the trough, don't feed him all the hay in one day. Right? You feed him a little bit at a time. Because you're going to get stuff. You're going to get sick of hay. I'll go to church and all they talk about is Jesus and sin and getting right and repenting. <laughs> I'm, listen, that you got to eat what's, what, what's set before you. You got to eat what's put before you. Listen, you have to repent. You have to get right. Yep. One more story and I'm, I'm going to dismiss, okay? There was a man, he, he went to revival. And listen, I hear these stories and it stirs my heart, seriously. And he, he's at the altar. And the preacher comes, he's praying. And he says, okay, you're going to you're gonna have, to, uh, you're gonna have to ask Jesus into your heart. You're going to have to repent. He says, I can't. Now watch. There's a story. Watch. He, he's at the altar. He's right there gotten to meet God. He, he didn't want. And you know what? He felt, Polly, I tried this. I failed God over and over and over and over. Don't tell me the Holy Spirit can't change you. Man, I'll preach that. But don't tell me the power of God can't change your heart. You're the one that's trying to change you, not God. All you have to do is come at the altar and you have to kneel before the Lord and say, God, I can't do it. I need your power. I need your grace. I need your mercy. And he's, he's kneeling. That man's kneeling and the preacher says, you got to pray. So I can't. The man got up, never gave his heart to Jesus. He was a big old peach farmer. And he said that he, he, he had peach trees on both sides of his drive. He's all over his big old peach farmer, all over his yard, all over his plantation, whatever he had. The, his wife called the preacher and said, Preacher, you got to come. There's something wrong. So the preacher's driving down that driveway with a big old peach trees. And he got out. And listen, this is a testimony. He looked up. He's a, he had a two-story house. He said he could hear the most hellish sounds coming out of that. My God, out of that top room where the man was. And Chucky, he had got up there. The man had pulled the hair out of his head, crying, help me, preacher. Help me. And the preacher couldn't even get to him. He died without Jesus. God help us, man. You could have done it. You see what we do? We weigh out our goodness before God. And when it's not good enough, we go over and over and we fail God over and over again. That's why we discourage as believers. That's a lot of Christians' problem. They're trying to earn their way to God. 
earn their way to heaven. Listen, I, I like gifts. When I get a gift, it's a lot, it feels better when somebody just gives it out of a graceful heart, right? But say, somebody comes to you and land, I'm giving you this, but you got to remember, all, remember what I did for you. Remember all, and start leaning a list. Keep your stupid gift. Come on, somebody. <laughs> You're not giving it to me with a graceful heart. You got, you got strings attached. <laughs> Jesus doesn't have any strings. So set me, live for me, and I'll bless you. Of course, you got to live a holy and just life. But that's not the reason why you're going to heaven. Because you surrendered your life to God. He gives you the power to live for him. You can either be in sin, living in, 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 in going to hell. You can be in righteousness, living. You can, wherever you put yourself to obey, that to whom you obey. Whether sin or the dead, obedience and the righteousness. Bow your heads. I just want to ask you, just, just, you don't have to tell me. I don't have to know what it is. Okay, seriously, I... Just keep your head bowed. I'm going to say something. When I was a young Christian, I'd go like somebody like Ray. I'd say, Ray, come up here, man. Get saved. God wants you to get saved. Come on. And Ray said, well, I don't want to go. And come on, come on, Ray, get saved. And you know what? There's a lot of people not serving God because of stuff like that. Because Ray has to make the decision in his heart. I'm just using you for example, Ray. <laughs> Ray has to make the decision in his heart that he's going to make the step to go forward. Pulling a man to the altar is not going to make him repent. One lady next door, I'm not, I went to talk to her. She said, I don't want to go to church. Somebody's going to come grab me and try to pull me up. I said, it ain't going to happen here. I said, if you don't want to come up, I can't make you come up. I'm hoping the message and the Holy Ghost can do it because I sure can't do it. That has to be God drawing you. And I've watched. I was preaching one time at a church. I said, if anybody doesn't know Jesus, you ought to run up here. And my wife's there. I, some of them started, they were coming, man. I didn't have to go drag them. Why would you want to miss an opportunity like this? The greatest gift God gave of man is salvation of a soul. You're going to sit in heaven one day. Thank God I repented. Thank God I made it right. Thank God I gave my life to Jesus. It's coming. Watch it. You, you, listen, the rejoicing you're going to feel. Thank, oh, what a day that will be when my Savior I shall see when I look upon his face. And what's the next line? I feel by his grace. But anyway, you're going to rejoice because you gave your life to Jesus. That wasn't a decision I made for. You made it for yourself. What a day that will be when my Savior I will see. It's going to happen. The preacher is only the messenger. He's not the message. Just bow your heads. I'm going to just, you, you can do whatever you want. I'm going to ask you, what if Jesus would come today? Are you right with God? And I want you to just pray with me. Dear God in heaven, I know I've sinned. And I need a Savior. Come into my heart. Save me, Jesus. Let me be part of your kingdom. Let me be part of your, your way. Wash me from every sin that I've ever committed. Let me be part of your house. Part of your kingdom. I confess to you. I've... I believe you died and rose again. Come into my heart. 
Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we praise and honor you. Lord, as we get ready, Father, to dismiss, God, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for your word today. And I ask you right now, as we go, Father, that you would bless your people, God, that they can understand I am free, 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 free in Jesus. I am free to serve you. I'm free. Listen, I don't care what people think, y'all. You're free, okay? I don't care what a man says or a woman says about you. You're free. Don't let them say, well, look what you used to do. Uh, you, you, you go, he died yesterday. You can go, <laughs> yeah, and that ain't the same person anymore. You died. I died. You can go dig up that old body if you want, but that ain't me. That's hard to comprehend, but it's the truth. It's hard for Christians even to grab a hold of it. You're new. You're a brand new creature. You're, you're not the same person anymore. So the devil can't hang your sin over your shoulders anymore, over your head. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody thank God. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.